0: (laughs) أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والسلام تسليما كثيرا الحمد لله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته So I'm starting inshallah another season of the sacred text messages (inaudible) بإذن الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me life and the ability to continue this but I wanted to start off with the new year so we're here uh, the New Year is has uh, come upon us, and I was struck by, somebody sent me a conversation between some people on Twitter, and people are always sending me things to, um, that they're surprised by or they want my opinion about it or something like that. But anyway, this was um, somebody saying, said, Happy New Year, and then the Muslim response was, Uh, It's not my new year. I don't care about this new year. And it was just kind of a very grumpy response, to, uh, which is, to to me, first of all, it's just basically rude. Um, But on the other hand, if we uh, try to find good uh, opinions for the faults of people, we could say that, you know, it's somebody who really feels like the Muslims have completely capitulated to all of these Christian uh, traditions now. And we don't even, most Muslims don't know what year it is in our uh, calendrical system, uh, let alone say Happy New Year when the new year comes around. So a couple of things about that. One, the, the Christian dating is a universal dating now, and it's been around for over 300 years. Uh, Sorry, Uh, it was when the Christians basically became powerful with the adoption of Christianity around 325 in the the Christian uh, dating or the common era now they call it. Usually it's um, A.D. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, meaning Christ and then BC. So even prior to Christ, the dating is BC. So we don't even think about how we date prior to the Hijra. Like, has anybody ever thought of that? Like, how do we date before Hijra? Do we say before Hijra, like BH, and then after Hijra? We don't really do that. So calendars are actually really important because you need them for history. You need them for Um, uh, knowing uh, what day it is. Uh, You need it for um, determining uh, uh, projects in the future, things that you're going to do. But history is certainly a very important point. So we have, in our tradition now, we basically use two. So many Muslims, when they write, they will write the Christian dating, like a death date for one of our scholars or something. So Imam al Ghazali, they'll say that he died in 50, uh, 502 or 501, I think. It's 501 or two, And then they'll say 1111 11 in the Christian era. And there's usually a slash between the two. So it has become quite common for people to use this. Now, very interestingly our scholars did not leave anything out i've i've always found it fascinating that people say oh there's all these new things and the scholars they they need to do new ishtihad most of the so-called new things there has already been opinions about them um, for instance even blood donation there are opinions about blood from a long time ago there are opinions about using um Bone, can you use bone, like bone grafting, things like that. There are opinions about uh, airplanes because they, I've seen fatwas from uh, Abd al-Qadr al-Fasi asking about some wali who flew, who prayed Asr in Mecca and then he flew to Morocco and Asr hadn't come in yet. Is he supposed to redo it again? Well, that can actually happen to you in air travel. If you fly, uh, sometimes you can actually fly, that happened to me once, I flew from London to the United States and we had prayed Maghrib in uh, London. And when I got to the United States, it was actually, the sun hadn't gone down before. That actually happened to me once. So I, anyway, what's really interesting is Imam al juwayni who died in 478 of the Hijra, and he was Imam al-Ghazari's teacher, but he's also one of the greatest usuli scholars, which is the science of, um, of legal philosophy, the jurisprudence. The jurisprudence not being fiqh, but really the foundations of uh, of uh, of the law. So Imam al-Juwaini, who also gave us the Maqasid, so the beginning of the Maqasid school is really through Imam al-Juwaini, and then Imam al-Ghazari takes up the mantle and really develops it and adds so many. I mean, wh- one of the tragedies, I think, of, Imam al-Ghazali, is that people consider him a, just, the people that don't like Tasawwuf just, oh, he's a Sufi. What they don't realize is that he really is the, after that early period, he is the most important uh, scholar of Islamic legal philosophy in our history. And after him, everything changes. I mean, he adds so many new things to usul al-fiqh. And the Malikis were influenced by him, the Hanbalis were influenced by him, the Hanafis were influenced by him. Uh, despite the fact that he was a Shafi'i, all of the Madhabs have been influenced by Imam al-Ghazari's usul. And his book, Al-Mustasfa, is the single most important Usuli book ever written. I and mean, I'm not exaggerating that. But anyway, Imam Juwaini, who was, I mean, a truly brilliant scholar. And what a blessing for him that Allah sent him Imam al-Ghazali as his student. So, to have a student like that. But he actually said in a book called Nihayat al-Matalab, he said, some of our companions, meaning the Shafi'is, have said that you cannot use the calendars of the kuffar. And he said, this is very far-fetched. And then he says, la This is absolutely without any value, and there's no foundation to say it. And then he says, the whole purpose of taqit, in other words, calendars and, and assessing time is I'lam, is to inform you of what time it is or what the date is. And he says, so however you do that, it doesn't matter whether the kuffar did it or whether the Muslims did it. And then he says, na'am, yajuz an yuqal yukrahu. I, he said yes maybe you could say that um, it's disliked that we uh, tie our calendars to their calculations and he says من طريق الأدب just from uh, uh, the by way of adab. so in other words he's saying this isn't really a shari thing it's uh, related to just a kind of comportment with God God's given us this extraordinary uh, Hijra calendar. So, can we then say that calendars... What is the hukam of a calendar? Well, the hukam of a calendar is that for our devotion, we absolutely need a lunar calendar because we have several acts of devotion that are based on the lunar calendar. For the Prayer, we need solar calculation because the entire prayer, all five prayers, revolve around, no pun intended, revolve around the sun. So you need to know where the sun is. So when the sun is, the first light of the sun is on the horizon, that's Fajr. When the sun moves one degree, and I'm talking uh, experientially, obviously, um, because the the sun, according to modern science, is stationary, um, but experientially we experience its movement. So when the when the sun moves, and this is what they write in the books, "Intakala idan takrata Shamsu wa'hidatan min al If it moves one degree away from the zenith point, which is ninety degrees. So if you look at the surface, uh, one hundred eighty degrees from east to west. When the sun reaches its 90, 90th degree, that would be halfway through its uh, its movement from the east to the west. That's the point one degree away from that, which usually takes about four minutes. One degree away is Dhuhr. And you can determine that by calculation. So so you can actually use a calculation. Malikis is considered Makru uh, to do that, so but the scholars have permitted calculation for prayer times. Uh, traditionally, they did not permit it for the moon uh, sightings because there's a difference. Um, t- the moon could be 29 or 30 days. So you have what the Prophet determined was a day of doubt. And that day of doubt, modern calculators have eliminated a day that the Prophet established, despite the fact that modern science tells us. If you go on NASA's website, they actually say that you cannot determine when the naked eye can see the moon on that 29th night. It could be 29 or 30 days before it can be sighted. So even by Western uh, science, there's still a day of doubt. And so the calculations remove that. And that's why Imam al-Qarafi in his book called al furuq he actually mentions this. Anyway, I wrote all this in a, a paper that I did called Cesarean Moonverse, Calculations, Moon Sighting in the Prophetic Way. If you want to read that, uh, I actually think it's online or you could get it through um So uh, in that uh, book I wrote, the Qur'an declares, surely the months with God are 12 in the book of God since the day he created the heavens and the earth. Four of them are sacred. And that's in chapter 9, verse 36. Imam Abdullah bin Ahmad al-Nasafi, the noted theologian and exegete, explains the meaning of this verse. This verse is to clarify that the legal rulings in Sharia are, are to be determined by lunar months that are calculated by the uh, crescent moons irrespective of the solar calendar. Thus, the Qur'an commands Muslims to use the lunar month for their devotional matters, but not necessarily their worldly affairs. Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi, one of the great scholars of Andalusia cites the verse, they ask you about the crescent moons, say they are a means to measure your specific times and are also for the commencement of the Hajj. So that's in chapter 2, verse 189. And he explains it thus, and this is a really beautiful explanation, The wisdom in this is that God has made the sun and the moon two of his signs, and it is related in some sources that he assigned to each an angel and decreed for them two points of rising. He moves them between the two throughout the year for two benefits, one worldly, which is the solar calendar, and the other religious, which is the basis upon the lunar. So what's interesting is, and he goes on to actually say that Allah has made the, the disbelievers use a worldly calendar. So they use the solar calendar because their concerns are the world. Whereas we use a lunar calendar and traditionally the Jews used a lunar calendar as well, so they they changed it to a lunar solar. But traditionally uh, it was Rabbi Hilal, oddly enough, named the Crescent um, in Arabic. But he was the one during the Roman occupation of Palestine that he actually had they changed it to a solar lunar so they could fix the dates of worship. Whereas we have a fluctuation, there's an uncertainty always because we're waiting and there's a reward in waiting. And I remember once Shaykh when he was here, somebody asked him about calculating the the Ramadan. And he said, if that was a, a religious question, I could answer it, but I have a feeling it's a political question which Unfortunately, uh, many times people ask these questions because they have preconceived notions about what the person's going to say. Anyway, um, what he said was, but what I will say is, if you do something before you have certainty, then it's invalid as an act of worship. But if you wait, even if you delayed it past the time where it actually began, but you wait, waited to get certainty, you get a reward for waiting. And I thought that was a really nice answer. So we use the lunar for our ibadah, whereas the solar is the worldly calendar. But another really interesting, and I was reflecting on this the other day, another really interesting aspect of it is that we're waiting for the second coming of Christ. So it would make sense that Allah would universalize the Christian dating all over the world because It's basically been 2,021 years since Christ came into the world. So we're waiting for his return. And so it really makes sense that God would make that the universal calendar used all over the world because he has something to do with the latter days. And these are definitely the latter days. (laughs) If, if you don't think that, I don't know what planet you're living on. But we don't know what ladder. It's all relative. could be 100 years from now. It could be 200. All we know is it gets closer each day. The Prophet him said, And then he put his, uh, his forefinger and, and, and uh, the next finger together uh, together. So he was saying it's very close. If the world's been around for 13.7 billion years, as they say, the universe anyway, then 1,443 years is not a lot of time. It's a very short, brief amount of time. If we've been around here, according to their sciences, 250,000 years uh, or 200,000 years, human beings, hominoids, who knows? It's not a lot of time, uh, 1,400 43 years. So we'll see. But I would just say that people should just, I think, be more accommodating uh, to people that uh, about this new year, because it is a new year and we do use this calendar. And we also have our second new year, which is uh, comes up when... uh, when Muharram comes, and we begin the cycle again of the lunar year. So they're both valid, and they're both useful: the solar and the lunar. And even, unfortunately, um, Saudi Arabia, which held out for a very long time and used the the the, um, the Muslim calendar, they have now switched to using in their um, in all of their administrative things the solar calendar. So. Uh, that's what everybody's using, and um, but we should still maintain. Like I maintain the lunar calendar. I, I, alhamdulillah I'm, I'm, I'm always aware. Like I'm aware that right now we're, uh, even though it's January, um, I know that it's also the 29th day, um, in the lunar uh, calendar. So tomorrow is. Probably going to be the first if the moon was sighted. I'll call usually call uh, the person that sights the moon for us, Dr. Yusuf, in this area to find out. Um, but the, these are uh, blessings to have uh, to know what time it is. Uh, there's something in, in the medical tradition called orienta- or, uh, orientation to time and place. So it's a sign that that somebody is actually cognitively aware. So you ask them what's today or what's the date? And then you ask them, where are you? And oriented means to know where the East is, which for us in the West means to know where the Qibla is because we face East. So we should always know how to face Mecca and we should always know what what day it is because if it's Monday, it's a blessed day. If it's Thursday, it's a blessed day. Every day is a blessed day, but they have special blessing because those are fasting days. If it's Friday, it's the day of, of Jumu'ah and then if it's what month is it is is the Hijjah? is it uh sha'ban rajab like we're, we're we're entering into uh rajab and sha'ban so rajab is a is one of the blessed sacred months and then sha'ban they say Sha'ban in sha'ban satiated in sha'ban because ramadan's coming so that's uh something to to think about and then also to remember that imam shafi'i said i learned two things from uh, the sufis he said uh, ta'allamtu uh, shay'ain min as-sufiya uh, one of them was uh, al-waqtu ka-sayf innam taqta' bihi qata'ak time is like a sword if you don't cut with it it'll cut you down and the other was uh, an-nafsu innam tashghalha bi-khayrin shaqarat ka fi bi-shar uh, that the 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 nafs is such that if you don't preoccupy it in good it will preoccupy you in bad so it's good to be aware of that that time is passing and there's great blessings in time one of the funny things for me is this idea of celebrating the new year so people like at Times Square, it's famous in the United States, they have that big ball that comes down. And everybody's out, uh, in Arabic they call it your arbidun. يُعْرْبِدُونَ They're all excited and... I, I, that's a little troubling to me because we have no idea what this coming year is pregnant with. I mean, what it's going to give birth to. May it be good, and we should hope that it's good. But to, to be jumping up and down about what could be the most calamitous year of your life. uh, I don't know, I I tend to think we should have a little more trepidation about things. And just one of the things that that, uh, really strikes me about animals that I find fascinating, because I watch cats a lot, and the cats, their ears are constantly moving around. If you watch cat ears, they're always circling around, like they'll be sitting looking at, just off into space. But then their ear, if they hear the slightest sound, the ear will suddenly just turn to that direction. There's a constant vigilance that animals have. And if you, if you watch animals in nature, it's stunning. They're always vigilant because they know there's predators everywhere. And human beings are the most heedless, of all the creatures on this planet. We are just simply walking around in a daze. Whereas these animals are really vigilant because they know at any instant they could get snatched up and be lunch, literally, for another animal. And this is our state. So we should also be vigilant, not in that total anxious way, but simply just be aware that that time is passing, that that life is is dissipating. But it's a new year. It is a new year. January to the Romans, they called it January from Janus, the Roman god that was Two-Faced, because January you look back at the past and then you look forward at the future. Um, so it's a time traditionally where people thought about the previous year and what they accomplished and and uh, and then thinking about what they're going to do in the, in the new year. And one of the, I think, good habits of a lot of people in the West is that they, they make resolutions. And I think the idea of a resolution is really interesting. You know, azaim it's something where where you have an azima to do something. And so it's always good to do that every once in a while to to make some resolutions about what you want to accomplish uh, and uh, or what practices you want to establish. And one of the, the beneficial things and I learned this from a book that uh, Dr. Aisha gave me, one of the benefits, there's a book called Atomic Habits, which talks about the idea of just introducing incrementally small things, that small things that are done consistently can have an extraordinary impact on your life. Uh, We tend to think about grandiose things and have big plans about things. But really, life is about just doing those small things consistently. If you just start learning a little bit of Arabic every day, well, lo and behold, before you know it, you've learned quite a bit of Arabic. If you don't know how to recite the Qur'an, you just start doing a little bit every day. Lo and behold, before you know it, you can recite the Qur'an. And this is life. It's just that what, what some traditions call sacred monotony. This idea that there's an element to life that's some people call it Groundhog Day. This idea that there's this kind of recurring day. The Arabs say, Ma bil bariha, How similar today is to yesterday. A lot of truth to that. But it's not yesterday. It's today. It's a new day. And every day becomes an opportunity for you to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to get better at what you're doing, to hone your skills, uh, to refine yourself, to work on yourself, uh, to have better relations with your family, uh, to be less reactionary, to be more uh, present, to be more cognizant. Uh, to To be more vigilant about the bad habits that uh, that uh, that you've acquired over the years of life on Earth, and and to begin to eradicate those those habits that trouble you, because in, invariably you're going to be disappointed whenever you get angry. After you cool down, you regret being angry. Uh, whenever you say something to somebody that was harmful, uh, you. If you're a human being, I mean, there's demons out there that don't could care less. But if you are a human being, you're going to have this sense of remorse about these things. Well, those things are the things that we all need to work on and get better at. But they can be eradicated. There is hope. And Inshallah, I personally think there's a lot of portends that indicate that this year is going to be a very, very difficult year for a lot of people. But we should be hopeful. And in the end of the day, you know, that whoever has taqwa, the, the, you know, an awareness of God, a God consciousness, whoever has that, has a practice, Allah, Allah will suffice that person and He will always give that person an exit strategy for whatever difficulties they find themselves in. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and He will provide from where you weren't expecting. So, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of taqwa. Uh, may this be a blessed uh, new year and the coming Hijrah new year also be a blessed one. And the Ramadan coming, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us realize this Ramadan, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.